again to I need to talk about it. I'm so excited to talk about Twilight. I'm a 27 year old lady. I'm a professional woman, but you know what? I'm cursed with this plague that is Twilight. We are so excited to talk about chapters 21 through the epilogue, epilogue of Twilight. End it of Twilight. has happened. This is the end of Twilight episode. I know you're excited. I know you didn't get any sleep, people. You were waiting for this episode to come out today. And I mean, I can't blame you. We like, can't blame you. Your life was empty and before us. And if you us. didn't lose sleep, then, you know, rethink your priorities. Yeah. Stop getting proper sleep. Stop going to work. You really just should be waiting for these episodes to come out. Basically, what we're saying is we we don't care about your health or your mental health. Because we can't care about ours right now. We just care about Twilight. We only care about Edward and Bella. <laughs> this is true. For very different reasons. <laughs> so, it's happening. This is the last episode. We've got a amazing episode coming up after we gotta this. Do- oh, we got a doozy of an episode coming up after this. It's... The movie review. Movie (laughs) review is coming (laughs) next week. I can't wait. We are going to watch the movie. We're going to be filming our live reactions, and then we're going to be giving best ofs, Mm -hmm. showing you some of our best lines as we react with loved ones Mm -hmm. to this movie. Mm-hmm. We have both seen it before. Aubrey has seen it many times. You know what? <laughs> I'm Quarantine. not even ashamed anymore. When I say I'm cursed, I mean I am cursed. It's a recurring thing. It has thing. burrowed itself into oh. my mind, into my being. <laughs> I'm not saying it's highbrow. I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I'm saying it's happened. I am a twi-hard. Oh, my. And... <laughs> And I'm so excited to just fully talk about not even so much just, like, Edward and Bella, but, like, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Mm. I worship them both. I think they did amazing. Um, But let's save it for next time. We will save our gushing for next time. And also a crazy secret that I had about (laughs) Robert Pattinson (laughs) that will come out next week on our episode about the movie this i'm not gonna lie to you i really care about you a lot as a person and a, and a friend but that secret changed the way i view you i can't wait to share I, these laughs just build up anticipation oh it's amazing so. oh can we do a little bit of housekeeping too yes um so i i was noticing that you know in editing um I I really like the fact that sometimes you can hear a bit of background noise, so I would just like to quickly address the fact that um, it's always Aubrey Mack and Kimberly Mick. It's always us two, but it's also always um, Katie, who is our hype man slash graphic designer slash wonderful person. She is bringing you the memes. She is bringing these fire... I don't know what these... (laughs) Um, Anyway... She's, yeah, she's responsible pretty much for our she's, Insta memes. And, and our just brand. Most of our giggles. Yeah, um, I literally face her while we record these episodes. Mm-hmm. And I feed off of her energy. So if yeah. Katie's laughing, I'm on, I'm on the roll. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, truly, like, um, just to address, you know, welcome to our book club it is the three of us as we record, and now all of you as you listen. I hope you enjoy the angelic sound of Katie's laugh as much as we do. It's fantastic. <laughs> Let's dive so, in. So, shall we? Ooh. Let's do it. Oh my god, last chapter. It's happening. It's happening. I'm and sorry. And so much, 
so much happens yet so little happens. <laughs> Truer things have never been said. We've really gone deep into Twilight chapter by chapter. But now, looking back at our episode notes, I'm realizing nothing happens this whole book except no. for these last couple chapters. Right, as far as actual action goes or something you could put in a movie, nothing. Nothing. I am so interested to see the movie adaptation. <laughs> I've seen it before, but I'm interested to refresh my knowledge because how do you make a movie out of this? It's literally... It would be like a, a like thirty minute movie. Yeah. If you actually didn't stretch content or you didn't actually live through the painfulness that is Edward and Bella <laughs> back and forth and moaning at each honestly other. just Bella. The painfulness Bella. that is Bella. So the it's action happens here and yet yep. it is short lived. And it's boring. It's if boring. We're honest. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's I've got get a lot to into say. This. Let's get let's get into chapter it. Chapter twenty one. No more fucking around. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Chapter twenty one. Uh, I titled this "Back to the Room with the VCR." LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I have that so, in my notes. The room with the VCR. LOL. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. So basically, um, we're still in this fucking hotel room. And all the it action... literally is quarantine. It's like, it's quarantine. awful to read in the current state we're in. I am seeking an escape when I <laughs> go to Twilight. I'm seeking nostalgia. I'm, think I'm seeking all those things that made me happy as a teenager. I'm not seeking more boredom no. within four walls. No. I'm not about it. So we're still in this hotel room, this godforsaken hotel room. All the action is happening around... And we know so little. They don't actually call to say what's happening nope and we don't know afterwards either nope Ugh. so basically edward carlisle esme emmett and rosalie are out doing the real work bella jasper and alice are in a hotel room in phoenix hiding out mm -hmm. and so we wake up in this hotel room again um bella kind of comes out of her little reverie of weird sleep that jasper basically places upon her which by the way jasper He's getting to be weird. He's getting to be weird um, because it's not necessarily always consensual. But yeah. but also, Jasper, I will pay you. I don't care how much money. You can have one of my cats. That's a lie. You can't. No. That's a lie. You I cannot have one of my cats. That. But I would give you almost anything to just come into my life and just help me sleep. Or just help me feel calm and happy. Anyway, this that's what I said last episode. But this mm. episode, it's because my he second doing note it is that Jasper asking. slides in for the touch. Yeah, is my second note because he literally slides next to Bella on the couch and like yep. touches her shoulder to change her emotions. Yeah, and he does this many times in these following chapters. It gets weird and manipulative. It would we definitely don't know very come much about handy. him yet. We don't, and we. Ugh, it's a long time before we do. Yeah. It gets manipulative. Um, mm. So basically, yeah, Bella comes out. She sees Alice sketching out the room that she keeps seeing James in. Mm -hmm. So Alice's visions keep changing based upon the decisions that are made by the people around her. And um, she keeps, you know, so she's out here. She's sketching this room. And then turns out, you know, Bella comes out. She sees the photo and she's like, that's my mom's house. Which actually had me shook. 
terrifying. Remember how last time we were talking about, she was like, it's such a great idea to call my mom right now. This is why it is not a good idea to call mom right now. It's really scary. It's really scary. Like, when you think about it, it's like, okay, this is getting real. This is exciting. Then, yeah, Jasper slides in and touches Bella to calm her down, (laughs) which normally would be great, but... If he asked. If he asked, or, you know, if it wasn't... it It does feel very manipulative. Yeah. Like, she's... She doesn't know these people, really. These are her boyfriend's, like, adoptive siblings. Yeah. Um, She doesn't really know them, and she's alone with them in a hotel mm-hmm. in Phoenix, far away from everyone she knows. It's yeah. really weird. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, and then um, Edward calls. Yay. Someone we know. Um, he's giving Alice the update. Um, he's basically saying, like, hey, guess what? Um, there's how many of us? So there's Edward, Carlisle, Esme, Rosalie, and Himbo. Five grown vampires out there trying to track James and Victoria. Guess what? We lost him. <laughs> we don't know where he is now. And, what um... possibly drew, like, stopped you from paying attention to him? Five vampires not a brain amongst them. They're mm-hmm. just, Same. they're, they're, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, um, then Edward and Bella talk. Um, and there's just a lot of, like, guilt on Edward's part and a lot of just, like, panic and not much being said on, on Bella's part. And basically Edward says, um, okay, I'm, I'm coming. Um, the rest... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. There's a lot of guilt on Edward's part on this phone call. (laughs) But he's still coming. I am on my way to Arizona. (laughs) I'm on my way. I'm going to pick you up. Um, you know, we're going to we're going to come. Jasper and Alice are going to stay there and they're going to help protect your mom, mm-hmm. but um I'm I'm going to be flying in. I'm going to get you. We're going to take you somewhere safe. It's like, okay, sick. New places. <laughs> um so now we're to the point where we're awaiting Edward's arrival. It's so much waiting, and we're just in this hotel the whole time. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. So, okay, we're waiting for Edward's arrival, and then Alice gets a phone call. Yep. We don't know who this phone call is from. She doesn't know who this phone call is from, but she gives it to Bella. Bella hears her mother's voice, panicked, like her, like, panicked mother's voice, and goes, Mom, it's okay, what's wrong? Then hears James's voice. Dun! So let's break this down. Let's I break got this down. Real scared in that moment. It's very scary, but like, let's break this down. <laughs> James is on the phone. Yeah. He calls Alice. Alice hands the phone to Bella without thinking Wait. about it. Okay, continue. And then Bella gets on the phone and it's the man, the vampire who is hunting her. Yes. And Alice and Jasper have super hearing, right? Oh my gosh. Could they not have heard his voice the whole time? How did they not figure out that, like, what this is? How did they not figure this out? How did they not figure that? How did Bella get on the phone with James? I have a question. Like, precedence. Yeah. So, have we had vampires overhear a phone call before? They have super hearing. They've talked about how they can hear things, like, in the colon house. They talk about how if someone is on the bottom floor and they speak at, like, a whisper, 
that people on the top floor could hear them. Oh, 100%. Like, if I can hear people on a phone call from, like, far away from them, then vampires can too. <gasps> this yeah. is ridiculous. It's Smire. ridiculous. Smire. <laughs> it is absolutely Fix it. ridiculous. It can't be fixed because it gets worse. Oh Let me God. tell you how it gets worse. So Bella's like, oh, shit. James is like, hey, be calm. Act cool. First of all, this is a woman with an anxiety disorder, probably, and depression, probably. Right. She can't convince the people she's with that everything's fine when she freaks out over everything. Everything. All the time. So he tells her, like, come meet me. Um, Ditch your vampire friends. Come meet me. And uh, no one has to get hurt. I I don't want to hurt your mom. I just want to hurt you. So she's like, okay, cool. Yeah. So she goes into the other room so her face doesn't ruin everything. And then he basically tells her the plan. He's like, all right, here's the plan. You're going to ditch your vampire friends. You're going to go to your mom's house. And you're going to call the phone number that I've left on the fridge. My question is... (laughs) So listen, the ultimate goal, and this is spoiling a little bit, a little part of the next chapters. The ultimate goal is to get Bella to... The ballet studio. Which we do know because... Yeah, because we've seen we've it. We've seen it and she saw that it all kind of ends at the dance studio. Right. So why the fuck did he ask her to go to her mom's house and call the number on the fridge and then run <laughs> to the ballet studio? Like He needed some lead time to get his makeup done. Oh, okay. Make sure he looked right for his murder scene. Okay, Mm -hmm. that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, Basically, he's just (laughs) dramatic and has a flair for theatrics. He's like, I need to know that I have five minutes. Okay. Of you flailing this. This honestly made me so mad because... It's ridiculous. At this point in the book, I'm already so bored because I've been cooped up in a hotel room in Phoenix. (laughs) I don't want to be here. I don't want any of this to happen. And why are you making me wait? Like, it's just so unnecessary. Anyway, it just, it, like, really made me angry. But whatever. So, okay. Um, so then, instead of talking to her vampire protectors, once she gets off the phone with James, she decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a dramatic goodbye letter. Yes. To Edward. So, at this point, she's already resigned to the fact that she's going to die. This says, yeah, there was a quote where she decided her one choice was to go to the mirrored room and die. I freaking hate what? her. <laughs> I hate her so much. It makes no sense. There's no no foresight to how is this going to affect Charlie? How is this going to affect Renee? How is this going to affect Edward? Edward's over. If she dies, He's Edward's going to like... He's on a killing spree or something. I don't know. He's a hundred and something year old virgin who's (laughs) never been in love before. And now he's in love with you. And you're just like, no, I'm just going to die. Anyway, whatever. So she writes a a note to him saying, I'm sorry. I hope you'll understand. Instead of talking to Alice, instead of talking to Jasper, who, by the way, could have overheard that entire conversation. She's just like, okay, no, I'm just going to die now. This is it for me. Freaking insane. Peace. The handwriting of the letter, the typed handwriting, was, like, horrible. It was magical. I don't know what the eyes were. Like, the letter, capital I's were, like, an L swoosh thing. It was a nightmare. Was I was like, who chose this? Who chose this font for her written letter? It made me hate Bella more. I was like, this is a character flaw. It is a character flaw. Yeah. So that's basically the end of chapter 21. I'm already pissed off. Okay. We're Take going me through 22. 22. 
Bella comes out of the room after writing her terrible looking letter. Mm. Alice is having a vision. Bella's like, oh my gosh, Jasper has been gone. Uh, what was he getting? Oh, he was checking them out. Jasper's mm. been gone. Jasper comes in and apparently his voice whips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. It says like Jasper is like, uh, Alice, Jasper's voice whipped. And I was like, what is whipped? What? <laughs> <laughs> Alice. That type of action. <laughs> Alice. <laughs> So that was stupid. Um, Pretty stupid. Alice um, mm-hmm. is having a vision and she, um, Jasper's like, what are you seeing? And she says, Bella. And Bella's like, what? I'm right here. What is it? I'm here. And then she realizes that Alice is seeing her, that she has now made a different decision and that Alice is seeing the consequences or where this is going to lead. Mm-hmm. And... Whoops. Then, so she's kind of there like, whoo, trying to hide her face. And then Jasper's like whipping his head back and forth, looking between the two of them because he's confused. A lot of whipping with Jasper. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then Alice pretends that she didn't see Bella. She says, oh, it's nothing. Um, Just the same room again. And Alice is starting her own interception plan Mm -hmm. on the side. Bella leaves, goes to her room. And is trying to give Alice and Jasper time to talk, basically, about the vision. Because Bella's sure that Alice has seen her in the mirrored room mm-hmm. um, and her decision. And she's like, I don't know why nobody's getting mad at me. Which I think is stupid. I think Alice and Jasper could have literally forced Bella to leave. Yeah. But then she may not have ever forgiven them. That might have been a problem for them. Like, they might have been like... I don't know. I just... I feel like she's Alice such and a Jasper, pushover, though. But Alice and Jasper can protect Bella's mom. I don't yeah. feel like there's anything in me that doubts that they could have protected Bella's mom. Mm-hmm. So they could have done the job fine. There would have been nothing for Bella to be bitter about. And everything would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Jasper and Alice don't even attempt to stop Bella. I don't so, get it. And he was already fine with, like, touching her to make her sleep without her Right. Consent. They could have just made her sleep and then take her into the airport, met up with Edward. Right. Then they would have gone away. She would have been on a plane. Yeah. That's so stupid. I feel it like is. that was dumb of them. They're old enough to know. Um, yeah. She, yeah. So whatever. she takes time to like get ready every detail. The only detail it talks about her getting ready is, or there's two, um, swirling her hair around her to cover her face. <laughs> and all I could imagine was her literally <laughs> taking her hair and covering the whole front of her face and be like, yes, this will hide my emotions. <laughs> and then going and getting her oh, wow. hobo sock full of money. Oh, she, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Why? Why does she have a sock? What? Like, how money. gross are you? You, She's, I'm sure you have a wallet, but you're yeah. a dirty, like, laundry on the floor, nasty hobo sweatpants, hobo <laughs> sock full of money woman, and I don't respect you. <laughs> so that happened. That's nasty. really gross. Um, <laughs> so they get to the airport. Bella's trying to get away and doesn't want to be alone with Alice. She asks, she's like, okay, now I'm ready for breakfast. Alice is like, oh, I'll go with you because, you know, gay. And <laughs> and then Bella's like, no, I actually want Jasper to come with me because I'm feeling a little. And all she does is give them crazy eyes. It says she's just, I'm feeling a little. And then opens her eyes really wide like. Mm. <laughs> and she and just Alice says, is like, do you mean homophobic? <laughs> and the next sentence had said something like my eyes told them all they needed to know yeah what does that mean (laughs) just say you're feeling like 
I'm feeling anxious and I need Jasper to help calm me down. Instead, it looked like potentially horny. <laughs> like homophobic. I'm feeling a little little wild, a little crazy. <laughs> I am a little crazy. <laughs> but she has like wild eyes a bunch of times in this chapter and the next one and the epilogue. And it's really weird. <laughs> you weirdo. Uh, so she runs away from Jasper. In my opinion... Honestly, she does a great job as far as running away. So what we've been set up to believe is that Bella wouldn't be able to run away in a, like, intense situation. Or actually, honestly, at all. Apparently, she can't walk is, like, the joke. She's, yeah, she cannot. So Bella runs through the airport terminals, gets herself out, hops luckily into a, like, hotel um, shuttle, gets shuttled to a hotel, happens to, like, encounter an old couple there, gets in their taxi that they're leaving, takes that taxi to her, like, to her childhood home, like, without missing a beat. And This is the most capable she has been this entire right. book. So I was reading it, and I was, my heart was beating super fast, and I was honestly thinking about me being a person who's always really prepared or, like, someone who I did pretty well in crazy, chaotic situations. I don't know if I could do that super well. If I thought my mom was going to die, if I knew there were vampires who were trying to chase me down to stop me from what I was doing, if I had to manage all the different transportation and like running through the Portland airport, which I've been through hundreds of times, not hundreds, (laughs) that'd be insane. (laughs) No, Uh, but I've been in it dozens of times. Mm -hmm. Like even then, I don't know if I could achieve it as much as easily as she did. So she did a really good job. In the car ride, imagining herself running away with Edward to, like, calm herself. She says, being alone with him in a hotel room would be a kind of heaven. Amen. Well, I mean, yes, I agree. True, yes. But why are you thinking about this? It's such a bad coping mechanism. Like, her only coping mechanism is, like, this guy. And imagining things with him, too. Like, she's imagining something she she could be doing. She 100, if she had stayed, she 100% could have been doing that. Actually. And so she's imagining something she could have done, um, which is really weird. That would make me sadder somehow. So she makes it home. Then she calls James. He's like, you know this ballet studio over blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, I know it. Because it's where she freaking went to dance school. Yeah. So she should have just run there. Why did he go? Why did he tell her to go home first? The thing is. James knows that's her dance studio. Yeah. And I don't know why, one, he asks her, do you know of this dance studio? Because she's honestly, like, what, 16, 17? She hasn't forgotten the dance studio she went to when she was, like, 10. Yeah. Um, And then secondly, like, why didn't she just meet him there? I'm telling right. you, James needed a makeup costume change <laughs> He time. had to. There's no other explanation. No, maybe he needed or to take other- a dump or eat something. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. James is being real weird with his timing. So she is running running like down the street like trying to get there on foot so she gets to the dance studio comes into one of the rooms i mean this this setting is really well done Mm-hmm. It is. It's super scary, in my opinion. Like, a place that's familiar to you. It's dark. It's, like, abandoned. No one is there. No car in the parking lot. There's a vampire in here waiting for you, waiting to kill your mom. Really scary. And all that adrenaline from what she just did. Uh, so she comes <laughs> into the room, mm-hmm. and we hear the same beginning line from the phone call. Bella! Bella! Which I was like, Whoa. And it goes... 
don't ever do that to me again. You scared me to death. And immediately I was like, no, no, no. And oh shit, it was a recording. (laughs) So dumb. It's so dumb. (laughs) It's so dumb. She was tricked by a VCR. James had spent time. And he, he says this in his own little whatever monologue that he has, his villain monologue. He totally needed he, a makeup he, moment because he, he really it. sets this up. Yeah. So he explains to her that he spent time in her childhood home watching through their family videos, <laughs> which is really invasive. It's very invasive. <laughs> but like my family has hundreds of them. Mm-hmm, me too. That's going to take you like a week. Boy, you've been mm-hmm. at her house for one day at vamp speed. I still don't even care. He was trying to find a sound bite. I wish you could see my hand motion. A sound bite of her mom saying her name. And he spent all that time trying to find that instead of just taking her mom hostage. Um, It's also on a VCR, which is just super unrealistic. (laughs) (laughs) oh yep um renee was never involved we find out that renee is back in florida still chilling she hasn't gotten the message because it's on the home phone which hashtag home phone (laughs) (laughs) we don't have those anymore was okay uh it was only wow i don't know what that note says it says it well oh i see um it was only like, all meant to just get Bella there on her own. And honestly, um, it, I, I'm not sure it would have even taken that much. It really could have been much easier. Yeah. Much easier. He could have honestly called and just said that he had her mom. Yeah. And that would have been enough to make her go rogue and do this thing. Yeah. So I wanted to pause for a minute here. So it will only, at this point, Bella is the only one that's going to die. Mm-hmm. it's just going to be her death as far as we've read in this chapter, right? Do we think that this moment could have been better had Bella told the vamps since Renee wasn't in danger? She didn't know she wasn't in danger. But, like, had she told the vampires, could we have easily just, like, cut this out? Like, Alice comes in, just freaking kills James. We're done nobody's been hurt yes okay i agree (laughs) i agree it uh, honestly it would have been as easy as alice or jasper coming in and being like hey i hear james on the phone right now (laughs) what's going on and she could have just said listen he says he has my mom he told me to you know go to my house and see the number they could have booked it over there faster than she ever would have been able to. Gone to the dance studio, killed him. Right. She wouldn't even have had to go. Right. Two versus one. Five versus one. Yep. He's in a building instead of out in the freaking woods. Yep. So, um, Smyre <laughs> decides to write uh, a little, little thing, an observation that Bella has. <laughs> about James the way he looks. Um, <laughs> this <laughs> we was start so interesting. James. Um, here is an actual quote. He was so average looking. Nothing remarkable about his face or body at all. 
Bella's be- Bella is being judgmental as shit. Even in her dying moments, she is being true to herself and just judging the shit what? out of whatever she's I imagine, she's I imagine James was just like a cookie cutter body, like nothing, nothing fancy, right? And I imagine we with one of those like yellow Lego heads, the original oh, ones, and just the thin line with oh, the I, two dots I on their, don't on their like face. that. That's what I'm imagining. Um, then she describes his clothing, which I was like, why? And uh, my question I literally wrote down in that moment was, is Bella falling in love with average James? <laughs> She's like, damn, that blue t-shirt and those blue jeans. Yeah, also, hiking attire. Yeah, right? Different clothing than his backpacking clothes, because that was a button down, mm-hmm. which is insane. And different than the movie, which is very different from a the nightmare. Movie shirtless entire time i wasn't upset by that i was i felt <laughs> like he was super nasty i was like boy i would have shot you in the street like you'd be a real creepy bro <laughs> oh damn he didn't look normal i mean no but like <laughs> but this I says kinda... he like, could blend in but mm. the movie james could not blend in i think at one point in the movie that he also true. wears like a fur vest he to does. match with his woman so James goes into his little monologue. He's been waiting. Um, he's up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's ready. Apparently, this has all been too easy for James. Le- reaches over and turns on a video camera. Mm. And he's saying, like, we're going to leave our own little goodbye letter for Edward mm-hmm. here, too. Because she freaking mentions her letter to Edward. I'm like, stop it. She's such an idiot. She's, I don't understand. She's, She's being so, so weird. Why would you share that? So that was a big yikes moment for me. I got real scared. I was mm-hmm. like, videoing? Yeah. It's super like, scared. it's how he gets off. It was just super murdery. Like, it yeah. was, oof. This is how I imagine, like, Ted Bundy would be. Oh, my gosh. Like, if you were a Ted Bundy victim. <gasps> Um, like he's very like unassuming, normal looking, so polite. Bella talks about how polite he is and like, you know, how a genteel hunter she right. calls him. Like it, I got, I him. got real kind of Bundy, Bundy vibes. This actually was kind of scary. Like it this was, was kind of good. I am, I was imagining it done way nicer than it's done in the movie. Like mm. the highest of filming quality. James starts talking about how once before... Um, James had a intended victim, a girl that he was trying to kill and that that girl was loved by a vampire who, um, and that vampire tried to save her by turning her. And she was in an asylum. She was in an asylum for having visions, shock treatments, and dark isolation. So her vampire lover saved her from that tried to save her from James, and turned her. And James said that she, like, woke up and she was, like, able to see the world outside of the asylum for the first time in we don't know how long. And she was, like, such a strong vampire. And the game was over for James. It was over, and she had escaped him, escaped that joy of the chase, and he ended up just like slaughtering the vampire that um, she loved. And this paragraph was about none other dun, dun, dun. than our beloved Alice. Alice, my bitch. Alice. Why do we not? Why 
why is she not telling this story? It's in the 1920s. There's an asylum. There's all this commentary on like women I, being I don't seen as crazy. Need, so here's the thing. I don't need. Hmm, I don't need another version of Twilight from Edward's perspective. I do, but in my list of priorities. Alice's story comes first. Wait, and I'm not trying to rain on your parade, but you, we really don't need Midnight Sun. It's not important. Oh my gosh. There you go. She said it. You heard it here first, people. I'm Protest sorry. Midnight Sun. Demand <laughs> Alice's story. We need, that is the story we need. I absolutely it agree. It is so interesting. It is. Also, crazy, the vampire that worked in her asylum, like, Similar to Carlisle. Who was yep. this? Could Carlisle have possibly known this vampire? Because mm-hmm. this vampire seems to have had like a very similar like penance that they were paying yes. by serving in this asylum. Yes. Falling in love with Alice, saving her from basically a death like situation. Right. They're talking about how like Edward and Bella are so weird and unique because it's a vampire falling in love with a human. Well, apparently it's fucking happened before. It's happened so many times before. Uh, like hello yeah and alice's is more interesting so (laughs) it's a lot more interesting because they're not in fucking high school yes and so we find out that james saw her in the clearing back at the baseball game Mm -hmm. and he was like oh he was like she's honestly the only prey that's ever escaped me it's a huge honor for the cullen family to have her amongst them and they're basically trading her for you right now like Mm. you will be the victim that didn't get away she'll be the one that stays with them that did. And they should be honored to even just have one of my victims with them alive. And I was like, dude, if we're comparing Alice to Bella, Alice is way cooler. (laughs) We're keeping Alice. (laughs) Family vote. Alice or Bella. Sorry, Bella. Rough. Bye. Also, he says, ooh, random note. Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. We're at the very end of the chapter, folks. Mm -hmm. Stick with me. No, no, no. This is is when it gets good for the first time. That's true. Um, He mentions that so he's like, I just don't understand like why vampires would be fascinated by you humans, why I've seen this happen before and it's happening here with you and Edward now. So he's like smelling her hair, like super scary shit, like really, really scary, scary for me. And she's, this is also, this chapter is the first time that Bella is appropriately afraid. Yes. Like she feels as afraid with James um, in this chapter as she does of like things that are hypothetical and then no fear when she's with Edward or talking right. about really actually scary things other right. than the, the James situation. Yeah. She like her heart will stop. She'll be really scared. She'll be hyperventilating. Her body freezes. She like is losing her mind about the fact that Edward's saying goodnight and he's leaving <laughs> for the night. Or the fact that he wants to touch her and right. she wants to touch him. <laughs> How complicated. <laughs> Ooh, the complications. <laughs> but this is the first time it's like 100% appropriate. Mm-hmm. So she's freaking out. He smelling her hair. Then he explains that, so that gross. Alice smelt way better than Bella very interesting what the fuck give me alice's story i need to know like what makes alice and bella so unique why do they both smell so good to vampires the fact that alice smelled really good to to james and like oh it's just so interesting and alice obviously had some sort of existing power right she had the ability to see visions she was probably branded as a witch we don't really know that it wasn't actually said at Mm -hmm. all and so that makes Alice a thousand times better than Bella in yes. smell, in skills, yes. in gifts. 
Because Bella's only power at this point is the fact that Edward can't read her mind. Right. So she, you know, realizes that pain is about to happen Mm -hmm. and that he is going to drag this out instead of just killing her quickly. Yeah. Um, He's so creepy. Super creepy. He throws her into like the mirrored wall. It all shatters. He talks about how he appreciates the dramatic effect. Again, gay theater nerd. He's, That's what we've got going on. He's an artist, Kim. Oh, okay. An okay. artist. He's an artiste. <laughs> <laughs> He's making a movie. He loves his torture porn. Yes. And so um, he, like, he breaks her leg, breaks her ribs, throws her into the mirror. It cracks her head open. She puts mm. her hand up to stop him from slashing her but she also notices that there's blood pooling everywhere and his Mm -hmm. eyes are showing her that he's not going to be able to drag it out anymore he's going to just end it because it's too much for him too tempting which is she's like okay let this be quick which i agree with i would think the exact same thing in her situation let this be quick yep chapter 23 chapter 23 the angel the angel (laughs) okay Okay. Okay. Whatever. Bella. Okay. All right. So that's really fucking scary. Yes. That's actually terrifying. Um, James. Uh, so Edward comes. So Edward is really fast. It's established he is much faster than the rest of the Collins. Oh, that's He true. clearly had just, you know, landed and figured out like, oh, okay, something's wrong. Edward arrives, slams into James. Um, they start fighting. Um, but on up. yes, <laughs> but James gets back to Bella and bites her and she mm. notices this searing pain coursing through her entire body. The fire! The Edward! fire! <laughs> yeah, it's very, she, her reactions to everything is very questionable, <laughs> but real whatever. intense. Um, yeah, so the, the venom is beginning to spread through her body. It's, yeah, it feels like fire, feels like everything's burning, um, and Edward is fighting James, and um, eventually the others catch up. So Carlisle, um, Jasper, Alice, that's it, Emmett. I think. Emmett, Emmett. Of course, how could I forget Hembo? Anyway, Hembo. Hembo. So everyone basically arrives, and, and they take over, um, and Alice and Jasper and Emmett basically kind of take care of James, Alice sticks around for a little bit and they see, so Carlisle is like fixing her leg, tending to her head, and he's so busy like taking care of the rest of her that he goes, Edward, um, this, this is it, like, she'll bleed out. She'll, she's gonna bleed out. If I don't take care of Um, if I don't care of this, but also, he bit her and the venom is spreading. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I can't stop doing what I'm doing or she's going to die. And if you want her to not turn and become a vampire, you're going to have to suck the venom out of her. Mm-hmm. Sexual. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, and Edward is just like, again, not okay. Very distraught. And mm-hmm. he's just like, I, he's like, I'm not going to be able to stop. I like yeah. if I do that, I'm not going to be able to stop, and I'm going to kill her. Yeah. And Carlisle's just like, you have to figure it out. Yeah. Um. And so, Edward, basically, like this is the. I feel like this is like everything coming to a head in this mm. moment because the whole book has been about how he wants to kill her, but he also loves her, 
And so it's like, okay, he also is really opposed to her becoming a vampire. What's going to win out? What's going to win out? So Edward starts um, sucking the venom out of Bella's blood while Carlisle's taking care of her. Alice, at this point, she's like, it's too much blood. I'm sorry. I'm going to go help the boys (laughs) kill James. Um, Bella feels the fire or the burning, like, coming out of her blood, and she's losing consciousness. Mm -hmm. And right before she loses consciousness, she smells gasoline. 24? 24. (laughs) Basically, we're in a hospital again. Edward is being wonderful and considerate and honorable again. He's so sweet. He's He's, right there when she wakes up. Yeah, he's right there when she wakes up. Bella is angry with him to the point of having a heart attack again. Reminder, uh, it reminds us of... That argument they had in the hospital after her car accident mm, thing. Yeah. Where he saved her life. Yeah. Where she argued with him and was angry with him to the point of having like a heart attack. Yeah. It's he happening was being again. Really gaslighty in that instance. So oh, I that's true. Get that's the true, anger. That's true, that's true. But in this case. He's literally just like, hey, baby, how you doing? I'm here to t- <laughs> take care of you. I've never left. And she's like. <laughs> so. Goodness. The story is, this is the story they're presenting to people, that Bella fell down two flights of stairs (laughs) and threw a window at the hotel that Edward and his family were at when she came to see him. That he had called her in Phoenix saying, I'm here and I'm trying to convince you to come back to Forks. Which I'm like, Edward, we all know you're better than her. You would not have done that. (laughs) No. (laughs) No one would have let you. Um... And that Bella, while walking up the stairs to the hotel room, fell and then fell down two flights of stairs <laughs> and then out, and a, out window. a window. And that's what happens. But and- like, remember the tide pool scene at La Push <laughs> and how incapable she was at like walking? walking? So it kind of makes just, sense. I, yeah. So this story sounds a lot to me like Edward pushed Bella down the flights of stairs. (laughs) And I felt like, I was like, that is such a terrible story. Like, why did Edward even have to, I guess that's how it explains that Edward was there. He was around to help save her. But like, did it have to be his hotel? Like, could she have been walking up the stairs at her hotel and fallen down the stairs and he happened to be staying in the area and he was trying to convince her to come back to Forks and she was getting ready for their, like, date to see each other? Like, what they have done is set Edward up for so much suspicion. For sure. Like, if people I'm Charlie- don't gen- generally fall down two flights of stairs and even clumsy people, where is the landing? Yeah. Bella goes, oh god and he's like what you are you dying because she's literally so beat up and broken she's like needles and it's like oh my gosh Bella, please please i can't keep doing this with you mm. he's annoyed we're annoyed he's like talking about like sadistic vampire that wants to kill me sure i'll go meet him on my own yeah. no help at all he's like but needles they shut her down and he literally has this little moment that we all have which is like yes. god bella what's priorities um the rest of the chapter is basically bella going don't leave me so please stay desperate. she's super scared so just a side note that will be coming up mm-hmm. renee comes in mm-hmm. she points out that she's been sleeping there what an amazing mother that's fantastic mm-hmm. And then Renee's like, oh my gosh, like you can't, 
just make decisions about him. Like, are you sure? Because this seems like way too serious. And then Bella says, oh, don't worry, mom. She said, it's just a crush. (laughs) It's just a crush. And Renee was like, he really loves you. She's like, I was talking to him. It sounds like he's in love with you. And she was like super nervous about it is the way they were describing it, which is weird. Like that should be cool. Um, And she's like, dad, don't worry, mom. It's on my part. It's just a crush. Like it's going to go away. (laughs) And Renee says, that's right. Ew. Which I thought was super weird. That's part of what made me like reread. I went back and reread the whole interaction because I was like, what? Like your parents like, yeah, that's right. It's a crush. Stop paying attention to him. You don't love him. Uh, I'm not down with you dating him. Weird. Isn't that weird? I read, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I read that whole chapter way differently. Oh my gosh. I reread it because I was like, I feel like none of this is fitting together. Mm. And Renee was being super weird about it. Which I'm like, she's too old for you to be acting this way about a boyfriend or a guy that she might like. Also, you don't care. Like, actually, she does care. She's asked her about boys before. Yeah. But it's just weird. Bella hasn't told her. And Bella's staying with Charlie. Yeah. And Charlie cares. Charlie knows. Yeah, I didn't pick, like, I didn't get, I just read it as like, you know, Renee is just this kind of, She's not fleshed out very much. She's just kind of this, you know, harebrained mother role. And I just kind of read it as, like, she was like, okay, Bella's unhappy, so she's going to move to Florida with us. Um, But I love the Cullens, because she says something about, She says something about Carlisle. She said he was super hot and too young, and he looked like a model. And then she said Alice was super lovely. But then she was like, tell me about Edward. And then Bella was like, I'm crazy about him. And she was like... I just feel like this is really intense. And I think she was, she whispered, she's like, I think he loves you. And she was like, are you yeah, really making decisions based on him? And I was like, what? I didn't read that as like, she was skeptical. I read it as like, she was like, I love the Collins and like, Edward is in love with you. How exciting. Interesting. She asks like, are you making this decision because of him? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I just don't think that's wise. Hmm. I, I think you should go with us. I don't know. Yeah, weird. I mean, I that's how I would be responding if I was a mother. That's but true. Like, that's um, true. So that was surprising. Yeah. I also love how in this chapter, like, when Renee finally leaves. Oh, my word. Bella's, like, you know, talking to Edward again. She's like, why didn't you just let the the venom spread? Yes. And, like, why didn't you just turn me? Yes. So I have so much to say about that. So, like, I cannot. I was so frustrated when I was writing my notes. I was like, this next conversation is a nightmare. So this is between Bella and Edward. Um, Edward thinks that Bella would have wanted to stay in Florida. And he's like, "What? why aren't you doing that? And she was like, well, you couldn't be there because the sun and everything. And we'd have to have a separate room for you. And he was like, "Um, I wouldn't have moved there with your mom and her husband, you yeah, weirdo. Why, weird. Like he was like, I would move somewhere like Forks <laughs> yeah. and go on with my life. And yeah. I was like, LOL. <laughs> and she was like, don't leave me. Like, promise you won't leave. Swear it. <laughs> and Swear on your life. Yeah. And she's experiencing like physical pain and she's having an emotional yeah. panic attack over and over again. The beeper thing, the heart monitors beeping like crazy. He is willing to be with her, give her everything she wants, everything she needs. Yeah. But like yeah. with 
with boundaries. Like right. he he is like, I still want you to have your friends. I still want you to have experiences. Exactly. I still want you to have a good relationship with your family. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And she's in her life. It's just like she's my like, life no. is you. Yeah, and she says that multiple times. She's upset with him for dwelling on the negative. Mm-hmm. which I was like, maybe dwelling on the obvious would be the better phrase, yeah, but whatever. Yeah. He breathes in her face to calm her down at oh one God, point, which is it. so gross. I, that, it's, I, I will never <laughs> forgive that. Never. For existing. It's so disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah, so then Bella asks him, like, so she's like, wait, why didn't you just take, like, why'd you take the venom out? Why don't you just, like, let me become a vampire like you. And he gets pissed, like nostrils flaring, angry. He's super angry because she wasn't supposed to know. And yeah, thanks, Alice. Thanks, Alice. And he's like, I'm pissed at Alice. He's super angry. And Edward stands firm. He does not want to change her. He reminds her that he's had 90 years to think about this. Um, she says he's her life. And the only thing it would hurt her to lose Bye, mom and dad. Like, it wouldn't this hurt me to so lose them. This is so unhealthy. It is so harmful. It is so bad. It, this is, this I was is like, awful. What? And he calls her out. And he says, what about Charlie and Renee? Yeah. She stutters for a little bit. <laughs> and then, she's, then she comes up with, she's like, Ooh, this is a real good one. Here we go. Uh, Renee has her own life. And, and Charlie's fine being alone. And I have my own life to live anyway, so. And I was like, yikes. Okay, (laughs) sure. Go on. I was like, this is real attractive. Edward loving his family. You saying like, you know what? Parents are just people who feed you until you don't need them anymore. And then you go to your own thing. Or they're, in her case, people you have to feed. Oh, right, right. People who don't know how how to do anything except for give birth to you. Right. And then you peace out. I try to empathize with this character I just can't. No. I just really hate the way she's written. I hate the way she comes yeah. across. So then she, she tries another argument. She's like, let's try <laughs> this one on for size. I'm dying every day. I'm going to die eventually. And I'm in totally the same situation you and all the rest of your family were in. Like, I'm dying. And he's like, insensitive bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not that right scenario. Um, then she, <laughs> let's try, let me try this one on for size. <laughs> You're not the only vampire I know. I'll have Alice do it. That was petty. Of I was course like, you'll have Alice do bitch. it. She, you it's gay very petty. petty bitch. <laughs> and um, so then she, you know, she's like, well, isn't that what Alice has seen that makes you angry? And we're like, finally, let's Here we talk go. about this. Let's talk about it. And she says, she's like, I become a vampire in Alice's vision, don't I? And he was, he doesn't say yes, but he says, you also died in her vision, but that didn't happen. So, you know, your vampiness isn't going to happen either. And then basically he's like, bitch, I'm done with this conversation. Calls the nurse in. Morphine, please. Morphine, please. They drug her up. And then there's this ugly scene of her like slurring her words and like blindly like rolling her head around to try to like nuzzle Edward and like trying to kiss him, but like sort of stroking and like not being able to kiss him. So it's like this really ugly scene. And then the chapter ends. That's technically like that's the end of the book. Is her going like that? Is, yeah. <laughs> and then that's the final official chapter. And oh, then we get man. an epilogue. Then we get an epilogue. Oh I God. actually love the epilogue because here I do we too. go back. We're back to Forks. Goodbye, Arizona. Goodbye, Arizona. Um, back to Forks. Um, Alice has spent a lot of time basically like dolling Bella up. 
Yes. You know, she's wearing a very fancy dress. She's got her hair all done. She's got a stiletto on, a cast on the other, <laughs> but that doesn't matter. It don't matter. She's getting, like, she's getting done up, and then Edward comes to pick her up for a surprise, and he is looking fine. <laughs> Whoa! It's like we planned it. <laughs> we didn't. We're just that good. We're that. He's, he's like looking. Like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> he is looking amazing. Oof. Um, Charlie is, um, on guard. Bella doesn't really know what's going on. She's like, oh, it's a surprise. I don't know where we're going. (laughs) Edward, um, they go in his car and he drives her to school. And then it's only then that it occurs to her that, oh, prom. And I'm like, bitch, everyone around you would have been talking about prom. You're wearing a prom dress. He's wearing a tux. She literally says, she's like, I I guess maybe I would have noticed the posters at school, but like, it's just been Edward and me. And I'm like, this is unhealthy. This is (laughs) unhealthy. Get out. Edward should also be in a freaking college. Prom shouldn't be a thing he has to do. No. It's really insane. Yeah. Oh, don't forget the Tyler phone call. Oh, I can talk about the Tyler phone call real quick. Tell me about the Tyler phone call. Basically, on the drive there... (laughs) Charlie calls Edward, which is where we find out that, like, Charlie's been on guard mm-hmm. since the incident. He blames Edward. And I'm like, yes, you should, because the story they presented would make you think it was Pretty his fault. Scary. Yep. Good police work, Charlie. Um, and Charlie is wanting Edward to talk to Tyler, who has showed up at the house to pick up Bella for prom. Where did this come from? Tyler has, so this has been mentioned throughout the book, was that Tyler said he wanted to take Bella to prom. And she said no. Why would he just show up? She said no multiple times to him. And he's been persistent in telling everyone that he's taking her to prom. I'm like, you are such a dick. What is your deal, right? And at first I was like, compelled. Like, maybe he was compelled by a vampire. Maybe Edward's doing it to mess around, right? But Edward is genuinely surprised by this phone call. So Charlie hands the phone to Tyler. Tyler's like, hey, what up? And Edward is like... (laughs) Bella's busy tonight. Bella's busy tonight and for all nights ever. And I was like... (laughs) that's kind of a little possessive a little He's bit scary Edwards, it's, but it's scary it's, it's jealous it's He's genuinely like a scary territory. moment there for a second so then hangs up like he's chuckling and bella it says that she like rage is like rising up red all over her face and i was like is this about the possessive thing i feel like that maybe is a little bit in character yeah mm-hmm. let's talk about that she loses it she's raging because she is like oh my God, he's taking me to prom. Like they had just pulled up. She was like, freaking prom. No, God, no, 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 sir. God, no. no. <laughs> I was hoping you would kill me and turn me into a vampire. <laughs> this lady. Yeah. Yeah. She has rage induced tears. Yeah. It says. She starts crying in the parking screaming, lot. Screaming, throwing a tantrum. She, yeah, he, okay. So this is a part of Edward trying to, Give her a full life. He wants her to have every human experience. Right. And she is just upset. She's basically proving him right, where it's like, unless she's with a human, she may never, ever want to do anything human ever again. Yeah. And she'll never be able to live her full human life with him. One-track-minded. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, she, my God, she starts crying. Um, but then eventually she, he says, oh, well, you know, Alice and Jasper are there. It's like. Rosalie and, and Emmett are there. Yeah. And so she calms down and she's like, okay, I'll go. My vamp family's there. I should be a vampire, but I'll be with my family, my real family. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. I'll go. So, um, so Everyone they go. looks 
Everyone looks amazing. Incredible. Rosalie's dress. Amazing. It says it's a red dress, if yeah. I'm remembering correctly. Red dress, lady in red. open back, yep. long train. It's a mermaid fit. She has a plunging neckline that goes down to her waist, I think I said, which is a little intense. Inappropriate for high school. I know. I was like, girl, you trying to live out something else that you also, can't do over in this place. She's but. a vampire, a, like a hundred-year-old vampire in a school with children. Yeah. Why is she wearing that? Yeah. I feel like she would have had a chance to wear this somewhere else, but yeah. they could also go to adult events somewhere else. <laughs> go to a freaking ballroom. They could where go to having- the club where Edward is DJing. <laughs> DJ Glitter Face <laughs> on Thursday nights. Actually, I know. Really lame. He would be a headliner. <laughs> he would maybe be a, a Friday night. But like, yeah, her dress. She's described, and I'm like, damn, she sounds hot. She sounds amazing. I'm like, oh my goodness, the description description of her being like twirled around in that dress. I was like, that would have made my prom day. I would have gone home after that. I've been like, I've seen all I need to see. <laughs> I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're in there, they're twirling around, Rosalie's gorgeous, everybody's gorgeous, they're dancing, and then, hello, who's this? Jacob Black? Oh, poor baby. But he had a fucking growth spurt. Oh my gosh, yes. He grew grew a foot. A foot. And he comes, he basically, he comes up to Bella, and so Edward, Edward's mood sours. Ugh, he's and so gross sometimes. It's pretty gross. And um, he goes, there's somebody here to see you. <laughs> Jacob Black, tall Jacob Black comes in. He's gangly, it says. He's gangly, still. but he's still got to grow tall. into it. Yeah. And, and he goes, hey, can I cut in? Which I'm like, that's got, you got to be ballsy. That's fucking And he's ballsy. not even being a dick about it either. He just no. is being himself like sweet baby. Yeah. He's like, hello. But I'm just still so impressed that he even asked. I, I was pretty impressed by this too. So he comes in and, you know, Bella's just kind of, they're just dancing. She's describing it as very awkward. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that sounds awkward. I agree. It would be like, awkward. Like Edward's totally watching you guys. You both yeah. know that. Everyone's watching them. I think they're like the only ones. Yeah. Not dancing also, on the Also, there's this like edge. gangly guy who like you flirted with to manipulate yeah like it's just a bad and he's situation. like yeah he's kind of uncomfortable like he's trying to be comfortable with you but he doesn't know what you think of him mm-hmm. he's just yeah poor it's baby it's bad yeah so basically they're dancing and he says so my dad told me he would like buy me the car or the parts that i need to fix my car to come here and talk to you which is skit so weird so <laughs> she's like okay she's like well sorry he put you up to that, but, you know, he'd better pay up. Um, wh- what's going on? Jacob basically is just like, he He told me to tell you we'll be watching. Like, we're concerned about your boyfriend and his family. And we're going to be watching is basically what happens. And then she yeah. goes, okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. Okay. Bye. bye. And Edward's there and he's like, bye. Yeah. And then Jacob leaves. Then, you know, they go outside together and... Um, to dance under the stars. Guess what time of day it is? What time is it? <laughs> it's twilight time. <laughs> so it's twilight um and they're they're dancing, they're having an just a discussion and he's basically saying that, you know, he wants her to have every possible human experience. And um and she's like, "Okay, that's great, but my life isn't anything without you. All I want in life is to be with you. Forever. Forever. And so, 
you should change me so that I'm not putting you in danger. I'm not putting your family in danger. Um, we can have forever together. We can be like equals. This is it. And he's like, well, no, because I wouldn't choose this for myself. I wouldn't choose it for you. Like, basically, I don't want to damn you. Yeah. Um, and, and she so, admits to having thought that this was going, that they were going, like, to the woods or somewhere random for him to yeah, change her. That's like, why, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I thought this night was about you turning me into a vampire. And I was like, you've heard how painful it is, right? Why would they dress you up first? Ritual? To bite you. It weird yeah so she's like i thought this was happening and he's like no 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 this isn't happening tonight. also in the book most of this conversation happens while she is being cradled like a baby against his body yep um yeah so basically then they just kind of agree like they're not going to agree they're at an impasse yeah and um yeah he's basically a little fucking tease and he just kisses her throat and that's the end of the freaking the book. End of the book uh the dedication in the back Smire thanks her brothers for automotive advice. LOL. (laughs) That explains so much. But yeah, it's... That's it. I can't believe it. Like, I feel so unfulfilled and unsatisfied (laughs) right now because, like, that's the end of Twilight. Yeah. That's the end of this book. Can you... I, I wouldn't be able to imagine not knowing if there was another one after this. I know. Well, yeah. I, mean, I guess I maybe think, people knew. Yeah. I it, like. I remember when I first read it, that it was already she was already writing the next the second ones. one. Um, and so it was like, yeah, more is coming, and yeah. it ends on a cliffhanger. So it's like, yeah, more is coming. That's true. But it's it's so strange to like go back and read this now, and I'm like, it's way more po- problematic than I remember. <laughs> it's way more just kind of like clunky than I remember. All the action happens at the very end, and it's like. Yeah poorly handled and all this stuff and it's just like it's so strange yeah um yeah but i'm not gonna lie to you this book did leave me wanting more it didn't leave me like okay well well where where do we go from here what's gonna happen um you know i especially just want more of alice's story i want more of the cullens i want more of edward i want more of like I just, I just want more. I want all the fringes that were kind of interesting to be fleshed out mm, because I, I feel like it was all just skimming the surface. Yeah. Just barely. Yeah. Let's go with our hits and misses. Let's do it. Um, my hits were the suspense of the James chapters and the yeah. horror film type setting. Yeah. Um, the suspicion of Charlie and Renee against Edward. It's honestly well placed for what they knew mm. about him. Well, specifically Charlie the like later being on guard i'm like i get it and i'm glad that they wrote real human reactions Mm -hmm. in there um edward's mumbled annoyance with bella like (laughs) talking about her overreacting and more damn it bella's like growling Mm. (laughs) other think times where he was really annoyed with her i was like edward thank you what were your hits my hits were um, Alice's backstory teased. Oh, yes. I need so much more of that. I need so much more of that. It's so interesting to me. Um, and everyone's acceptance of how shitty Bella is at walking. <laughs> like, they didn't They didn't really put it past her that she fell downstairs and through a window I and almost killed herself. Um, and then, honestly, like, listen, when James is about to kill Bella... And then Edward swoops in like he was a fucking champ. Yeah. And he just like, and 
he beat the thing he's been fighting this whole book of wanting to kill her. And he, like, mm. proves to himself and to all of us that he loves Bella more than he loves Bloodlust. And I loved that. I thought it was a hit. That's amazing. Yeah. What about Mrs.? Um, so my miss was actually the angel chapter because if Edward is the main character of that chapter, um, don't write his lines that way. All of his, mm. like, 90% of his lines were, oh, no, Bella, oh, no, Bella, please, Bella, please. And it's, like, mixed in throughout the whole thing before he starts, like, sucking the venom out of her hand. Mm. Where I'm, I understand that he's panicking, but, like, he's also a very eloquent man. And Yeah, but he's, yeah, he's, like, scared. I know, but the chapter's really short, and I would have loved to, like, have heard him say more than just those words over mm. and over again to her. Um, cause he talks to Carlisle and then, but anyway, it just felt weird. I was like bummed cause I wanted him to say something else like, Bella, I love you. Please stay with me. But it's like all cut up and it's just not, I just, I wanted more in mm. that chapter. That chapter is very quick. It's very quick. And yeah, I just didn't love that. Um, and then the conversation between Bella and Edward in the hospital with like, her wanting to be changed over like she's just being super intense about it and self-righteous and she's also like throwing out arguments that don't mean anything and it's like honestly just like stressed me out like mm. just say you don't want to be the one that's being saved all the time mm-hmm. it, it Which painted her in fair. like a really childish light yeah so I, I did not like that yeah yeah fair my misses were um, the whole plan to get Bella to the dance studio. Mm. Why did why did we do that? <laughs> why why did we call Alice? Why did we tell Bella to go to her mother's house and then go to the bell? I, I I was just like really upset with that whole thing. I was like, let's get on with it. I was really upset. It's really random. Um, and then also like there's a lot of anticipation being built up about James and then like a lot of like actual fear like he's actually scary and then he is way too easy to beat you're right he just dies super quick like we we don't even know like what did they have to do to take him down right and he's I mean we know she smelled gasoline so and that the dance studio got burned down yeah so hint at like burning but it's like okay but here like this is the action of the book and he's supposed to be this master tracker, scary person, and he was just beat, like, real quick. I'm just kind of like, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, so those were my misses. What about recurrences? Do we want to do, like, hits, like, yeah. hit and hit? Sure, yeah. Um, Alice's lips tremble super fast. She's a super talker. Oh, they do, you're right. And it's been in other chapters. I just don't understand, like... Is that one of her powers? Like, was she just a gabber? Like, did she just talk a ton <laughs> before she was turned? And then after she was turned, she was like, it's increased. And she's like, Poof. dude, she would be a sick rapper. Oh, my god! Can gosh. you imagine? <gasps> what would her what would her rap name be? We could do. Well, so she's like, she's a dancer or she like dances and she's got visions. Spooky ballerina. A spooky ballerina. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's our meme. Spooky There's ballerina. our meme. Spooky Alice ballerina. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my word. Yes. So. Yeah, Alice. I'm a freak seven days a week. Just trembling her lips. 
Um, wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a great, that is something that happens all the time. It was weird. Um, yeah. Also just in these chapters, just like messy plans back and Mm. forth, weird missed connections, messy plans that should be very straightforward. Uh, Twilight. (laughs) Yep. Just happens a bunch of times. Twilight. Um, missed connections. Mm. Again, just missed communication, missed connections. Bella asks Edward to stay. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Bella being weak. <laughs> Bella has a panic attack. Yeah. Um, Bella being, um, easily manipulated. <laughs> yes. Mostly, like, <laughs> drugged also. <laughs> Problem. That's true. Uh, Bella is drugged is, like, a new thing, a recurrence in these, these chapters. Yeah. Um, Edward is cold. It's, again, just lots of cold. Yeah. Edward and Alice. Yeah. Yeah. You care a lot Alice about is, their touch. Yeah. She's we're going into that territory now. Um yeah, Jasper touching non consensually. <laughs> That's it for me. Mm, mm-hmm. Your MVP? Uh my MVP is Twilight. Um mm. the time of the day. Um the the fact that we end at Twilight and honestly just this book for kind of standing the test of time. Um, even though VCR thing, I know, well, also it's just like, you know, rereading this book, like I've been pretty much just shitting on it the whole time, but like, I'm not going to lie. I'm hooked all over again. Like I started reading this cause I was like, I'm bored. I need nostalgia. I need like good things to distract me. And it's way worse than I remember, but it also like made me obsessed all over again. And the <laughs> fact that it was able to do that, I'm like, you know what, Stephanie Meyer, Good for you. You can have my money and my time. Like, good. I'm obsessed all over again. And I'm a little bit embarrassed, but, like, mostly just kind of like, eh. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I understand it. My MVP makes me embarrassed because it's just really short. It's just, <gasps> Rosalie and her prom dates. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great there MVP. There you go. A real nice ending to our season. Hell me yeah. being shallow. Yes. <laughs> hey, this is what we're here for. Um, everyone, guess what next week is? Hmm. What is it? What are we doing next week? Hmm. Movie! Review! <laughs> Movie! Review! We are watching <laughs> 2008's Twilight, directed by Katherine Hardwick, starring Catherine. Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Take us there, baby! Take us there. Um, we're going to be joined by some very special guests next week, mm. so you'll just kind of have to hang out and see what happens. Yeah. Um, very excited to see the differences between the book and the movies, and also <laughs> just, like, dive into that soundtrack that oh. really took me there as a kid. We're going to need to play rain sounds yes. in order to get ourselves in the mood all day yes. before we watch it. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank, thank you. you for being here. Join us next week. It's going to be a party. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. Thanks again for listening to I Need to Talk About It. Quick reminder, this podcast and everything we say is just to add some giggles to our lives. The views expressed are entirely our own. We're not affiliated with the Twilight Saga, Stephanie Meyer, or anything official. (laughs) We're not official anything. We're just here for the lulz. And we're so glad you're here to laugh with us. We also want to point out that there's a lot more happening in our world than Twilight. (laughs) Uh, We'd appreciate it if you would consider spending either some of your time or your money learning and funding the Quilite Nation or the actual city of Forks, Washington. Both groups deserve as much time and attention as their fictional counterparts in the Twilight Saga. Thanks! Bye!